Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Megan Pardue, a communications assistant for the City of Stillwater. So what's going on in your world today, Megan? Um, well, I actually just graduated college from I know, you're, State. you're one of Yay. our interns. Yes, and um, now I'm moving on to grad school. So, big so where, are you going to, where are you going to grad school? University of Montana. And you're majoring in? I will get a master's of public administration. So you want to stay in government? Yes, we've, I'm pretty excited about it. We've influenced you yes, since yes, you've been you here. <laughs> awesome. Well, who's our guest today, Megan? Uh, Cindy Gibson. She's the administrative coordinator in the Department of Community Development. Uh, Do we have some basic facts? Yes. So to get you started, if you're not caught up on this department, the Department of Community Development is key to Stillwater's success. They issue permits, handle planning and zoning, and oversee the city's projects. In the fiscal year 2018, the department issued over 2,000 permits to residents and businesses around Stillwater. That's a lot of uh, permits. Oh, yes. So that means that Stillwater is having a lot of development, a lot of uh, new buildings, a lot of re, uh, I guess, renovations to buildings. So let's ask uh, Cindy to fill us in on all of that. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. Okay. So to get us loosened up. We do what we call a lightning round, and we're going to ask you some random but revealing questions. Are oh, you ready? Sure. You look a little scared. <laughs> of course I am, yeah. but let's bring it on. <laughs> All right. All right, Cindy, what's your favorite time of the day and why? Early in the morning. Um, early in the morning because the world hasn't got busy yet, and it's kind of calm and enjoy coffee at that time of the morning and watch the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Start your I day out. to that. <laughs> All right, so second question. Does your current car have a name and what is it? Yes, it does. Um, you name your car. I do. I, and, and why do we name our car? Well, because I'm, I'm not the typical girl. I drive a truck. Okay. And um, she's called Big Red because <laughs> it's a big red truck. Ah, um, for, and it's a she. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Personality. I like it. So yes. is this something you've done always or was this particular vehicle one that just made you just had so much personality you had to pick a name? Well, of course, when younger days, you know, high school and stuff. Yeah. yeah you know, the little Mustang or mm-hmm. the little pony or whatever. But um, just for some reason, when we bought the red pickup, um, it just stuck out. And so we had Big Red and Little Red. And we ah. knew who was driving what truck that day. So Big Red just stuck with me. That's awesome. <laughs> you have a lot of personality, too. So <laughs> Thank you. I can, Matches your yeah. truck. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So last question. Do you have a favorite plant? I do. I love roses. Um, growing up, I got to watch my grandmother nurture and mm-hmm. grow all kind of things. And so roses are my favorite, especially old-fashioned roses and stuff mm-hmm. that are very fragrant yeah so. i have some um, really nice roses in my front yard i don't have to do a lot to them they just happen to be the right place the mm-hmm. right everything's right about them yeah. Billy. but when they do beautiful it's just like oh there's nothing better than roses yeah and that that fragrance from the fresh roses early uh-huh. in the morning oh, with yeah. a cup of coffee mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I have to make myself quit to get to ready get, to go. come to work. <laughs> yeah, yes. I hear you there. Well, um, let's just start in with the conversation about what uh, we, we brought you here for. But okay. to get started, um, it's kind of tell me your career path. How did you? Um, get into the city and into uh, the community development building aspect of city um, government? Actually, when I started with the city of Stillwater, I started with information technology. So you're a geek. I uh, was, yeah. <laughs> I, I transitioned over, but yes, started that way. Um, office management and stuff has always been in my background. You're but, very organized. Yeah. Thank you. Some days I don't feel that way. Yeah. But um, <laughs> when I came to work here, um, it was a change in my life yeah but city of Stillwater's been great and the opportunity became open and I had never done anything in community development before so it was a great learning opportunity absolutely and I have been there 14 years now yeah yeah so, uh, and so you um so planning commission is and you you take care of organizing that yes so you're you're really watching the whole um development process kind of like from beginning to end and all the different aspects of it well let's get into the particulars of it so um so could you kind of walk me through um kind of the process um maybe about getting a permit like sure so what do so I want to, I don't know, let's say add a swimming pool or or I want to add a garage, you know, like in a uh, residential setting. Sure. Um, yes, those items are permitted. Uh-huh. Um, inspections are needed. So there's just simple little permits. You can get them offline or mm-hmm. you can come up to the community development desk and we can get you the right permit application and we can help you with any kind of site plans and other information that we need mm-hmm. um, and then coordinate those with the building guys for review and mm-hmm. then once they're approved you can pay for them over the counter or uh, on the phone and we email a lot of stuff back mm-hmm. and forth to customers to help with their busy life as well right so uh so residential stuff is um there's certain mm-hmm. things that need permits for and your your department takes care kind of like from beginning to end that's the yes. only place they need to go in city hall to yes, ma'am. to do that so let's move into the commercial because you also take care of the commercial side of development here in the city um what can tell us about like if a, a new business was breaking ground what how did we get there and what what do people need to know um a lot of the commercial projects when they came in and like you say on undeveloped ground Mm -hmm. we um, really suggest that they do a pre-application meeting to kind of head up uh, any kind Mm -hmm. of issues or concerns that they may have and help because there's zoning and that's what planning commission and and utilities and transportation so we try to coordinate all those people together for that project so if electric or water wasn't on that piece of property that's undeveloped and they want to go there somebody's got to get the utilities out to them right and that would be the city that's us. often yeah, yeah. and so, so that's so there's a lot of moving parts on you know undeveloped uh, property yes is is there very much undeveloped property left in uh stillwater um, city limits there's there's some i mean I've, if you look statistically probably not as much but that's mm-hmm. good too yeah um we we have some areas that could that do could, some yeah new development and we have some areas that are going through redevelopment you know, especially like in the downtown area or even the existing shopping centers. So do they need permits if they're going into a, a building that is already in existence? Um, not always. Okay. Walk um, us through that. Mainly the thing that you look at for a permit for a, a remodel is whether or not they're doing structural 
things. If they're moving doors, adding doors, moving windows, adding windows, adding walls, removing Mm -hmm. walls, we want to make sure that they don't remove um, load-bearing walls and create a danger for the community. So um, So that's what inspectors, their job is in part. Our our guys will talk to you and meet with uh, Mm -hmm. several uh, people at a time about a remodel and, Mm -hmm. you know, talk through what you're doing. And if you're just taking out carpet and painting and things like that, you don't have to come to us at all. Mm -hmm. But when you go adding sinks, moving sinks, Mm -hmm. walls and those kind of things, yes. So like a building that wasn't uh, built to be a restaurant, there's lots of requirements to make it actually a restaurant. Yes. And uh, so so they have to, they get a permit. Mm -hmm. So you're the first one to know what restaurant is going in that building. Sometimes they don't always have to tell us the name of the restaurant. Um, More often than not, they're pretty, you know, forthright about Mm -hmm. telling what's going in there. Um, so do you post that immediately and let everybody know? We try to. Yeah. When, once we have an official submittal and uh-huh. we can start rolling that stuff out and know, you know what we have is mm-hmm. going to move forward, then, yeah, we try to post it on the web under the development projects, current projects. So that would be uh, stillwater.org, mm-hmm. uh, current projects, and then the development tab under that. Yeah. Uh, so what do you, what type of information would you post on a, the website uh so basically, you're saying that there's a construction project, and uh, but this and this is what you know about it. Right. Is that basically what's on those pages? Yeah, and we try to um, get an elevation of the mm-hmm. building, you know, especially the new ones, uh-huh. um, the address, square footage, parking. What is it they're doing? Constructing a new dental office, or they're constructing a new restaurant? Those type of things. Even I guess the high rises, the high rise apartments, mm-hmm. would that go through your office as well? Yes. Yes, they do. So, um, so I so let's say I'm a developer. I go in and say I am redeveloping this block uh, of the city, and um, I'm going to do an apartment. What is that? All I need to do, and I'm done. I'm just going to go build it. No, no, no. Probably wasn't going to be that simple. (laughs) No, no. We're going to check the zoning Uh if it's a use by right, or if you need to rezone, and what Mm -hmm. other kind of requirements are, are. There are. Um, then we're going to coordinate with utilities. Um, you need utilities for that mm-hmm. building. You need access to that building. So in the rezoning, um, is that just a given? Like I'm going to put in a high rise, uh, you know, like on the west side of campus, and I found some property. I'm just going to move forward, and it just happens. No, um, you make application to okay. the planning division to rezone and that is um, reviewed and discussed at planning commission Mm -hmm. and then recommendation forwarded on to the council. Uh, City council would make the final decision as to whether that is an acceptable acceptable zoning Mm -hmm. in that area or not. Because it's not always a given. I mean, yeah. you don't want a high rise right next to single family homes and, and those yeah. kind of things. Because so. that's really a whole science about, um, you know, how to to plan your community. It is. So uh, a lot of people are looking at that. But it does come down to your elected officials sometimes as to what's allowed and not allowed. Let's step into um, medical marijuana dispensaries because those also are in front of council quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So do they come, does permits uh, come to your department and, and why? They would come in, the, 
The medical marijuana is basically a two-step process. You're going to have to apply for a specific use permit, which is under planning, Uh to go into a specific um, district for the three categories, either a grower or a dispensary or a processor. There's specific areas in the zoning. So the city has said they've they've designated certain zoning that is suitable for those the businesses correct okay but they still require the specific use permit which which means the neighborhood needs to know before they get there right the neighborhood gets noticed it will go to planning commission and then is before council um a building permit is required when they come in to remodel Mm -hmm. and um, change the space Mm -hmm. of that area to you know, house their inventory mm-hmm. and do what it is that they do yeah. and then have their retail area as well. So when we're talking about the notification process uh, for the the rezoning, the residents or the neighbors in that, that area actually receive notice and there's actually signs out there. Um, I imagine a lot of people don't think those signs apply to them, that they need to read them or look at them. Uh, but can you tell us the importance of those uh, rezoning signs? The rezoning signs are uh, required. Uh-huh. And it does put everybody that drives by or lives in the area a second notice that says mm-hmm. this is a piece of property that is under the request for rezoning. And mm-hmm. the rezoning classifications are from and to, so that's on the board, mm-hmm. as well as the, the meeting dates. Yes. So... And so people can come in if they are objecting to to whatever's going in that, that uh, particular whether it's a remodel or a brand new building or something, they would be able to say, this is how it affects our neighborhood. Right. And so planning commission and council both get to weigh in on that. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, what's some misconceptions about uh, development and zoning and permitting, all of that, that people tend to have? What, is, what surprises people when they come in and talk um, to you? Sometimes that it's required. That it's even required? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, do all, I mean, all cities would do it a little differently, perhaps? They do. Yeah. You know, some smaller jurisdictions don't don't mm-hmm. have the, the capacity or, or staff to do mm-hmm. the building and the inspections and stuff. Um, in fact, yesterday we took a phone call uh, from a concerned citizen because there was some remodel going on in a commercial building. And they stopped by to ask the person because the citizen knew that a permit was required. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. wanted to see the permit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, I don't have one. Don't need one. But, but they do. Yeah. So, so building officials yeah. visited with them. So Awesome. Uh, so you guys just, you, you're you a, a, a hub for all this development. You have information about what people are doing or possibly what can go on there. Uh, let's pick some um, uh, locations here in town that people may have questions about. Like for example, on social media, we see all the time speculation about what's going into was it the Western Sizzlin on on Perkins? Mm-hmm. Um, there's that that empty building, and I don't know. I guess every so often there's like something on social media saying X Y or Z uh, restaurants hiring, and it's like it, everybody thinks it's that building. So what would you know about that particular property? Um, we do know that that particular property is being uh, subdivided for commercial purposes. Uh-huh. What's planned for that building, we don't know yet. We so it could just come down middle. completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could. So, it, so somebody owns the property. They've decided to get the property subdivided, mm-hmm. which means they could put something different on each parcel. Yeah. Or, in different and, buildings. And, or they could divide the building up. 
into office space. They I could. Guess. Yeah. That's that's a good one because if yeah. you think about the old Hastings building there right. at Hall of Fame in mm-hmm. Maine, it's been subdivided. So now you've got Exchange Bank on one side, uh-huh. and then the other side has I think up to six, maybe seven suites, right. and they're filling them in with different things. So, so what's another property that people ask about all the time? A lot of people are wondering what's going out west across from the old wall or the new Walmart, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, that little area. The, the one in the middle. So we have the old one, the middle one, and the new neighborhood <laughs> That's true, one. Yes. Yeah. The, the one on West 6. Yeah. Um, so there's there's uh, uh, dirt being moved. Right. Dirt yeah. being moved. So if you go across from the West 6 uh, Walmart, there's uh, the new hotel and mm-hmm. the furniture store. Now they're putting a car wash out front. Oh. Well, I was wondering. So uh-huh. Development Services would be the place to uh, find that out. So there would be a project page on the website mm-hmm. for that. Um, yeah, there is. Uh, let's see. What else, Megan? Uh, one thing that people have been asking about is that in the news, it was announced that, that a, a theater was going downtown. However, everybody's speculating where it's going to go. What? So if I wanted to know that information, would I call you? Yes. And what would you tell me? Uh, when we have an official submittal, mm-hmm. I can tell you that it is going here and this is what... Because this is public record. So, yes. you, so So it is open to anyone who calls and asks you. So, so I want to know where the theater is going, Cindy. Where is it going? I don't have an official submittal at this time. Okay. So that means that, that people are still speculating? I mean, there's, there's somebody's going around um, in the, the TIF district, which um, is the corridor between campus and downtown mm-hmm. probably a little bit to 12th i think is where it goes i think i believe, I believe it goes down to 12th uh so people are speculating where it goes but they but there's no paperwork to you so so we don't have any information to share with the public yet correct so what happens whenever you get a submittal what do you do next um i mentioned there's a lot of things <clears throat> Well, I mean, uh, the first thing we're going to do is check for completeness of that submittal and get it scheduled for review and processing. And And then we'll start getting stuff pulled together for the development page. And then it still goes to planning. Well, I guess it's got a special process since Um, it's a TIFF. Well, things things like that, if if it is being constructed in the correct zoning district where it is a by right use, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to go to planning commission or council. Oh, okay. So the only times it goes to... Uh, planning commission and council is if it's a little outside the use of of that zone mm-hmm. of the zoning assigned right. to that property yeah right. now, the tiff may have some requirements that may have to go for before council but okay. as far as building no okay is there anything i didn't ask you that i should have no i would like to add at the end here i know with the weather and everybody's concerned for the storms lately um Back to the residential, Uh we do permit storm shelters. There Mm -hmm. are three types that we typically see, which are in ground in your garage, above ground in your garage, and in your yard. Right. Um, Those are inspected, but I need to remind everybody that that does not automatically register your shelter with the emergency management services. And you can do that on the website and just um, uh, do a keyword search for storm shelter and you'll get to that page yeah Yeah, that's really uh, an important thing so what happens there is if so if you register your storm shelter and there's a storm and somebody calls and says oh i haven't seen cindy since the storm and you're registered they'll go check that storm shelter for you right or or if we 
unfortunately have a disaster in the mm -hmm. community and, and it hits a specific area, that lets our emergency management personnel know that there are so many shelters in this area. Right. Okay. Well, that's uh, good information. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. I think we'd like to have you back every so often so you can fill us in on all of those uh, uh, areas in town where people are wanting to know what's going in all these buildings. It's really good information. Great. I'd love to. All right. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before we go, let's take a look at the mailbox. The city receives lots of questions uh, in different platforms, whether it's email, social media, phone calls. So the first question is from Maria. She wrote on Facebook, I've been wanting to attend future city council meetings, but I really don't know when and where they are. How would I know in advance uh, what's going to be discussed and if I should attend? All right, I'll answer this question. Maria, you can find all information surrounding city council meetings at stillwater.org agenda. We have all of this year's meeting dates and agendas posted, as well as we've got links to watch replays. And you can also like catch up on any meetings agenda you might have missed. The other thing she can do is sign up for e-notifications on the website. So if you do that, every time an agenda is posted, you will get an email telling you that this is what's on the agenda, the date, the time, the location, all of that. Yeah. Great way to keep up. Absolutely. Thanks for reaching out, Maria. Our next question is from Bree on Facebook. Where are we supposed to go if there's a tornado? I just moved into town and I live by the car mart on Perkins. So Megan, what, uh, what, what do we need to tell Bree? Well, Bree, there are actually no public storm shelters in Stillwater. You are encouraged to plan with family or friends for an alternative location to shelter before the National Weather Service issues a tornado or flood warning or to shelter in place. Monitor your favorite weather source and have multiple ways to receive alerts. Sign up for emergency alerts from the City of Stillwater with the Be Informed Stillwater program at stillwater.org slash beinformed. Hopefully yeah. this helped you out a bit, Bree. Yeah, because part of what emergency management, I guess it's really a change in philosophy as opposed to, you know, there's a storm coming, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to drive somewhere, which is really not um, what they consider really good um, uh, practice. practice. Mm -hmm. What they prefer you to do is say, okay, I know there's a storm coming, I need to figure out you know, how to shelter in place. So either um, they're not wanting you to get out and travel. They want you to figure out how to, to shelter in place. So you do need to look at your surroundings and understand what what your situation is and then plan accordingly. Mm -hmm. And uh, SEMA, Stillwater Emergency Management, they actually have a Twitter account that they update pretty regularly with um announcements from the National Weather Service. So if you want to follow them on Twitter, there's a lot of useful information there as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to FYI Stillwater. Tune in for our next podcast.